Welcome to the Two Putt Podcast. Two Putt for Par. Iowa's number one golf podcast. Yeah, but three putt is Snakesville. One part golf. Basically, it comes down to the fact that golf is hard. And one part business. But if it makes money, it makes sense. Mixing business with pleasure, these guys know how to have fun. This is the Two Putt Podcast. That's what we do. Welcome in, Two Putters, to another episode of the Two Putt Podcast. After a short little break, we are now back and ready to recap a little bit. Um, I think first we got to talk about the most important and pressing news maybe in the room. And how did uh, conference golf go, Staggy? It was a long weekend. Four, four rounds in three days, 36 holes on Thursday, 18 on Friday, 18 on Saturday. Uh, 36. We were fortunate that we had really good weather for the most part. Got really got pretty breezy during the afternoon on Thursday. Uh, Friday was perfect weather, and uh, coincidentally, we played our best round there as a team on Friday. And then Saturday, uh, <laughs> Saturday was crazy because it got it was so windy, gusting 30 to 40 mile an hour. Uh, greens were rolling, things were a little on edge with some of the pins that were out there. There were a number of guys that four or five putt uh, to a couple of different hole locations. So I uh, played a little bit slower on Saturday. We played okay. Uh, we fell back a spot on Saturday. Uh, a little disappointing, but uh, you know, it was a good tournament overall. And Finkbine's a good course. Uh, and they had it, they had it playing very, very challenging. That's for sure. Well, on Saturday it was windier and shit, right? Yeah, it was, it was crazy windy. Uh, I mean, literally you're, you're looking three club wind potentially if you're playing back into it or even downwind. So made it challenging on the greens too, because they had them rolling. I know that they rolled them Friday morning as we were coming up to the course, saw them out there rolling the greens and I wouldn't doubt if they did it again on Saturday. So definitely made it, uh, yeah, some of the pin locations were, <laughs> we'll just, we'll just leave it a challenging on Saturday. And so, so who actually came home with the hardware when it was all said and done? Yeah, Nebraska Wesleyan uh, won the title. Actually, a kid from Loris, Jacob Pizer, was the individual champion. He played some great golf. I mean, over the course of four rounds, he ended up being, I think, about plus four for the tournament, uh, I think is what it was. So, I mean, he shot like 73 or something like that on Saturday, which was incredible. Well, good. So then where does that put a bow on things or where are you guys at then in the season? Yeah, that wraps things up for us with our team champion getting the automatic bid to the national championship. So uh, we have taken a few days off here and we're, we'll get together here soon and kind of put a wrap on things and talk about the summer and talk about uh, heading into next year. And, you know, the good thing for us, we uh, graduate one player. He was in our top five, was a two-time all-conference guy, but we have good experience returning and uh, you know, there was a, you know, could have played a little bit better on Thursday and then a little bit better on Saturday and would have made a big difference in how we finished overall. So like the group that we have returning and the guys that we have coming back. Well, it was a quick year, a crazy year, obviously with everything going on and hopefully uh, get back to a little bit of normalcy here with, with next season and some of those young guys getting some experience. And obviously we'll talk about it here on the podcast as we move through, but um so one of the, so I did get a chance to get out and play on Friday. Um, 
went up to Northeast hey. Iowa to see the family. And so um, got to put another one on the list as I played Wacon Golf and Country Club. Um, it was obviously a perfect day on Friday. I actually got up there and got to play, got 18 in. And I have, so you guys hopefully will appreciate this. I have that, um, that, that golf pass, PJ of Iowa golf pass. And their promotion up at Wacon is free nine holes with uh, purchase of a cart rental. So I'm like, obviously going to use this, you know, go out. So I went in, I'm like, all right, you know, I got this and I want to play 18. Obviously need the cart. Um, looks it over. Okay. Yep. No, no problem. She, oh, she's like, Oh, the course closes at three. We, we do have a high school meet and this was just shortly before one. I'm like, Oh, I'll be, yeah, I'll get, I'll be done by three. I'm like, this not busy. Isn't she's like, no, it's not. I'm like, okay, yeah, we're good. Brings it up $16. Wow. And so I'm like, I feel like we missed something, but yep, sign this um, and grab a scorecard and here we go. Let's go have fun. And um, it was, uh, it was, it was fun. They were um, found out then they ended up having a tournament on Saturday. So that golf meet Friday night and then a tournament on Saturday. And so they were out preparing their mowing the greens um, while I was out there. And so um, by the time I was done, the course was actually in great shape and ready to go for the weekend. But uh a lot of fun. It's a, a neat little track there right in the middle of town. Um, interesting par 38. Um, wow. yeah. Uh, which I was not ready for. I mean, a couple of them and the yardages are weird. I should have grabbed the scorecard and had it in front of me here, but, um, a couple of them, I was completely playing as a par four. And then I get back to the card and I'm like, that was a par five. And then two, they have back-to-back par fours at 280, one going downhill, one coming back uphill. Uh, and so yardage is on him is, it is a little Mickey mouse, but, uh, it, it ended up being a, a pretty fun track and a great day to be out. That's for sure. how did we get to a par 38? Talk to me about the pars on these holes or the, was there no par threes or what there? Yep. So there's two par threes. Um, so the second hole, second hole and ninth hole are par threes. And then, yeah. so I should have grabbed the card. So, yeah. So one, you open par four, par three, par five, par four, I'm walking through them, par four, and then back to back par fives. Right. So where are we at? And then a par four and a par three to finish. Does that sound right? No, that's 37. Yeah. I should have grabbed it. Let me pull it up here while we're talking, but, um, Sounds yeah. like something you'd see in Fredericksburg at Plum Creek. <laughs> Which <laughs> That's I, part 28. I, I drove by that butte on my way, too. Obviously sent you guys the snap of that. but uh, Lee, you would take 28 putts at Plum Creek. No, I wouldn't. I've played that yeah. before. Best putter on the pod. Well, now that you got that Scotty re- redesign there. Yeah, true. I did have a chance to go out and play a couple times this last weekend, too. I played like Brian said, Friday was perfect. So I took the afternoon off, went and piddled around the country club in Indianola and I played some holes here and there. I ended up playing 14 by the time it was all said and done. I went out uh, to blank on Saturday with a couple Warburg guys, Alan Weaver and Travis Temple. And nice. we had a, a fourth guy too that, that Alan worked with, but you know, Saturday was brutal. Like it, it was not even that much fun to play golf. I'm not going to say it wasn't fun. It's always fun to play golf, but 
Man, it was so windy out there. That was that was tough. I got my first 18 holes of the year in. Nice. Was, uh, for our practice round down at Think Fine. Oh, nice. So this, I'll give you a little synopsis of how things went. Sounds like a typical scorecard that I'll throw out there. Hole one, double. Hole two, par. Hole three, par. Hole four, double. Hole five, bogey. Hole six, par. Hole seven, par. Hole eight, double. Hole nine, par. Nice oh. little 43 on the front with three doubles. Uh, coincidentally, all three holes. Found myself in the greenside bunker and had an adventure. So I got to work on the greenside bunker game. First hole, hit a sand shot, put it above the pin, and proceeded to three jack from there. Uh, the next time I was in the bunker, I was on the back lip and couldn't get a swing on the ball. So I took two to get out of that bunker. Uh, and then the last one was hole eight, hit it to about three feet above the hole and proceeded to find myself with a comebacker 12 feet below the hole. So it was, you got above the hole out there and it was dicey. So yeah, I mean, greenside bunker game needs a little bit of work. Putting from above the hole, uh, speed control needed a little bit of work too. I made my first uh, back-to-back birdies of the year on Friday. I was pretty excited about that. A couple 280-yard par fours. I birdied uh, hole five at Indianola Country Club, that par five that's kind of the second shot goes back to the right. Yep. And then uh, I actually, I got got home in two, so I two-putted for birdie in that one. And then uh, that next one, par four, I made a little probably 15, 20-footer. Cash. See, that's an elevated green mm-hmm. and you probably Weird second shot. were like left of the pin and you made a little left to right or down the hill it was a little left to right or down the hill you're right i knew i could just tell yeah <laughs> you figured that out bc i did not i i pulled up the course layout and obviously i'm missing a five they don't have the scorecard online um I'm looking at the course layout. I'm trying to remember which one else is a par five, but I'll get the I'll get the card. It's in my car. We'll go through. Stay it. tuned for next week. Stay tuned on how you get to a par thirty-eight, and then we'll see if there's maybe the listeners can let us know if there's any other ones out there that we know of. But um, hey, one thing I did see: um, Newton is that Westwood Golf Course in Newton. They have a shamble tournament coming up. I thought that would be fun. What's what's the course? Newton has a couple courses. Yeah, I think there. this one's Westwood. And then I don't know if it's there, if it's a new country club or what it is. I think that the one of the courses I think is actually really nice or has pretty decent reviews in Newton. I wonder if it's this one or if it's the other one, but um, it's not a bad drive over to Newton. No, I thought that it's kind of intriguing. Yeah, that's uh, that's always fun. Well, that but, would be a it'd be a fun format. Yeah, it. I I agree. It's a it's a four man four man shamble, so obviously you choose the best drive, then the everybody plays their ball and you take the two lowest scores on each hole. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun actually, and which be a perfect segue into a quick recap um, of what we've missed, and we have to go all the way back to the Zurich because we haven't had an opportunity to talk about that. I um, won't spend a ton of time with this, but my question, I think, and the thing that everyone talks about afterwards is 
the format. What do you guys think of the format? I know we talked about it leading up to the show, but after getting a chance to watch a little bit of uh, the four ball and um, what did you guys think overall as the format after watching the Zurich? I was a fan of the format. I like seeing the team competition. Uh, the best ball, obviously, those teams were going low. I mean, if you didn't go seven, eight under at least on those days, you definitely removed yourself from contention there. Uh, and then I like Sunday being the alternate shot, the foursomes there, where you know, it puts a little heat on those guys. I mean, I think we saw it coming down the stretch. You saw Leishman chip on in on 16, and uh, where you thought they were out of the hole with Cam Smith putting him in the water, and he chips in for birdie and goes back and forth. I, I like how it came down the stretch, and you know, guys have to step up and hit shots, and there's more pressure on them at that time. I wish they would blind draw for the teams. That would be cool. You know, so that you don't get to pick your buddy. Like, hey, we're pulling out of a hat, and that's how you get your team. Yeah, that would be – it would be interesting. I mean, I think just the teams in general, um, some of them it makes sense and you see. And so so would you guys rather have someone who, who has a similar game to you or would you lean more towards someone who has a complete opposite game of you or maybe different strengths of you? What would you – what do you think would play into your advantage? I mean, probably similar, but then we, you know, I talked about Tom Lewis and Thomas Peters. They were set up well for the, the four ball, not set up well for the four sums that, you know, they played similar, but you know, at some point you got to be able to put the ball in play and hit just solid shots. But you know, those guys that can get on a heater, they probably really liked Thursday, Saturday. First off, I hope no one has similar game to me. <laughs> Secondly, I, if I was good, I would hope they have a similar game to me for that setup. So I think I'm with Lee on that one where I don't want to have significantly contrasting styles there. I'd rather see two guys that are, you know, pretty good in all four facets of the game and, uh, you know, off the tee approach around the green and putting, I think it'd be good to have, you know, guys that are at least, consistent for the most part in all four areas I think would be better so you're not you don't want a bomber on your team Staggy, to get you out there a little bit further or what well my in guy now played pretty good no I'm so talking that. in your game if you're picking your alternate shot partner you want someone that can stretch those holes a little bit for you or you want to play back the yardage as you're used to well the bad thing is when I have to tee off <laughs> then they'd be hitting I mean, those guys would be hitting three irons and four irons in the green. So, uh, good question. I mean, for me, yeah, I'd love to hit approach shots from inside of 140 yards all the time. But in contrasting style, I would be putting them hitting approach shots from 250 yards. <laughs> well, if they can hit, maybe they maybe they like a, a comfy long iron too if they can hit it far, you know, or maybe they have no clue because they only hit eight irons all the time. All I know is my short game is better than theirs. Well, there you go. So then you, then you might be all right. See, that's why you just need someone that maybe has got a little bit different style than you and have an opportunity. Would, so then with that, I mean, looking at the two Aussies, um, obviously coming away with the victory at the Zurich, um, both those guys just 
seemed to kind of be pretty even keel and just kind of go with the flow. And it would appear like it played into their advantage um, in this team event. Uh, what do you guys think of that as far as personality wise? You want someone that you are on the same wavelength as far as kind of taking your approach and dissecting things and talking through and walking out yardages or do you want someone that's just gonna be a hothead and lose his shit or or what are you looking for in a partner i think the personality is more important than the the game they play for sure um i would i would struggle with somebody that like couldn't brush off a bad shot that would just get annoying you know those guys that complain after they hit every shot I got to find a new person to play with for sure. You wouldn't be able to play with your boy T-Rell then. No, no, not at all. I mean, he's just good TV because, I mean, you just never know what's, what's coming. But, no, I would, I would not like to play with him. I can't do the pouty thing. Would you – who would you rather have for a partner, Matthew Wolf or Keegan Bradley? <laughs> Keegan. 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 Yeah that his his approach his setup and swing would be tough to watch all the way around but obviously who's playing better golf right now it's an easy answer but matthew wolf can make even the best players in the world look real bad in a team format if matthew wolf's in the question i'm taking opposite it doesn't matter so whatever you throw out there and you say or matthew wolf nah not matthew wolf no thanks he's still playing even over Rory Sabatini. I'd take Sabatini in the yellow golf ball he plays. Well, I no, I I'm out on him. <laughs> I'm out on him. So that's another thing too is obviously playing a, a different golf ball for some of these guys. Obviously, a much bigger deal for those guys than it would be for us. Um, but any any advantage to using the Zurich as an opportunity to prepare for Ryder Cup, or do you think it's not that big of a deal for these guys? I don't think so. No fans there. Well, minimal fans there, I guess I should say. I don't know. I mean, I think it was a pretty relaxed format for those guys. Yeah, it's – and I, I think uh, I'll have to – I can't really remember. Who did – do we see any uh, matchups that we might see or pairings that we might see in the Ryder Cup um, from the USA side? Can't lay Shoffley. Oh, Yeah. That, that could be that's potential of one, but I mean, it, this I mean, is Cam, a, Cam Smith Leishman would be a president's cup. Yeah. That's president's right? cup probably for sure. Uh, and Charles. Dude, Charles playing better. Really good. Yeah. Did you guys get to see him? Like, did you see what I was saying? Like it's hard to recognize. I mean, he like put on, I mean, he looked big and I just remember like a little weenie. <laughs> Who did um, was was Will Z? Did he play in the Zurich? This has been too long ago. I don't know why we're spending this much time. He didn't play in it, right? Nope. Um, There's probably some rule that he couldn't play. That he couldn't play because he's not a member yet. yet. Yeah. I, I mean, kind of to put a bow on this, it, it it was fun to watch. I liked the alternate shot on Sunday. Um, obviously, the alternate shot was probably more exciting, but you, I don't think you could do a four round alternate shot. Because then the teams wouldn't separate. You, you need to have that best ball in there to kind of separate these groups a little bit and then um, save the drama for Sunday and do the alternate shot. But uh, I think we've talked about it on the pod, but totally down for 
more events like this, um, you know, mix in, I mean, we don't need to go crazy, but mix in one or two where the formats change a little bit and let's have a little fun and, uh, you know, maybe get a couple guys like Cam and Leash who uh, get an opportunity to both. Now, do you give them a full win or is this a half a win? Yeah, that's a oh, good it's question. A full, it's a full win. PJ Tour exemption. Well, yeah, that's okay. But in your opinion, you're giving them a full win? I mean, Cam Smith has two of his three career wins at Zurich now. So whose career you're counting these as full wins then? Yeah, absolutely. I think maybe – well, so Cam Smith's got two, right? So he – so maybe then since he's got two, that means that he's kind of the, the guy at this event. So I would give him two, but Leash still only has half a win then. <laughs> he's got to win another one to get his full two to prove himself. But I mean, the guy chipped in on 17, carried Cam Smith to the finish line, carried him to the finish line. Hey, I, I, Leash is, he's, he's a friend of the pod. I mean, he comes up, he's taken a lot of units from us. And so I have no problem with Leash, but, um, uh, so with that, then Valspar, uh, didn't, didn't have a pod, didn't, didn't get a, try to line your guys' pockets. Um, also didn't get an opportunity to watch a ton of it, but, uh, obviously got a lead big shout out to Sam Burns finally getting, um, a victory. feels like he should have won a long time ago, but, finally now has a has a win under his belt and um been playing well and um you know finally kind of put it all together and was able to 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 control his game and get a win and keegan and the rest of the field pretty much helped him out on sunday as falling back and um as we talked about before we we jumped on the air really the only shot i saw was um was keegan rinse it on 12 and after that, I, I I knew it was I knew it was over. But uh, any big takeaways from you guys on the on the old Valspar? You know, obviously, um, Sam Burns winning that's awesome. He's the I think the fourth first time winner this year. And I know we talked about you know how many we thought there would be, you know, way back in the the first pod of of this season. But I think this thing that stands out to me is Keegan Bradley is playing much better golf. You know, he's not a guy that we, you know, rave about a lot. There are some things that are tough to watch when he plays and, um, but he is playing very good golf and he's not that old. It seems like he's much older than he is. We've known about him for a long time. Um, but he kind of went to that lull where he just didn't play well. So I, that's my biggest takeaway is a guy like that. I think he's 34 years old that maybe is figuring some things out again. You know, especially, you know, the, the anchor putter was kind of his thing and, and he's had to reinvent how he does that as, as a lot of other people have had to do. And, and some have had success and some haven't, but he seems to be finding uh, his groove a little bit. Which the arm lock has to be banned. Like, let's get rid of that. So he's going to have to find it. He's going to have to find another one. <laughs> I mean, if you get two of your, your putting, um, uh, mechanics band then I mean do you just get kicked off the tour or do you get a stick around a little bit longer yeah that, uh, he's in trouble I'm out on the arm arm lock uh, there was <laughs> there was a player at our conference championships rolling around this week playing the old arm lock with the extended putter no sketchers though so wasn't quite like Matt Kuchar but <laughs> uh, Sam Burns I mean how good. I mean, 
I was impressed. I saw very, very minimal. What I caught Friday after we got done playing, I kind of caught the the cut line hole deal with Phil kind of collapsing there, bogey in 16 and 18 to miss the cut on the number and seeing Patrick Reed kind of falter down the stretch and miss, miss the cut and saw Sam Burns going bonkers on Friday afternoon when he had like 18 putts through 16 holes or whatever it was. So that's about what I caught. Uh, I didn't see any of Sunday or Saturday with the action going on, but sounds like Keegan's doing typical Keegan things, striking the crap out of the ball. And uh, the putt, when the putter's hot, it's hot. But when he has an off day with the putter, he just kind of falls back to normal seas. So I was happy to see Sam Burns win. I think the dude's, you know, super talented and one of the fun, you know, one, a fun guy to watch on tour. Uh, Staggy, did you happen to see what your, what your guy Grillo did on uh, Thursday, I Friday? Saw, well, I saw he was like five under on Thursday and then went like plus five on Friday or whatever to miss the cut or. Yeah, it went like 66-76 to miss the cut. So. I don't know how he's my guy. I mean, I think <laughs> I picked him like twice, but evidently he's my dude now. So That's just your add, guy. Him, That's just add Emiliano to my list of dudes. Most guys are your guys. That's for sure your guy because you're the only one that's ever picked him on the pod, I think, so that he automatically becomes your guy. I'm pretty sure he did win that matchup if I picked him. So yeah, he, he did. Probably, he probably did. Yeah, he did. See, there you go. Maybe that bounce back. He, uh, you know, closed the trunk early this week. Now he's playing pretty golf, pretty good golf for that 66. Never know, but it's my dude. That is your guy. So, well, congrats to congrats to Sam Burns and getting his first victory and see um, a career comp for Sam Burns. And actually, I, I think the guys that um no laying up pretty much hit this one when they said um daniel what do you want on your burger for a career comp for sam burns projection wise burger kind of he took him a little while to get a win and then he caught fire there and and actually the they went through the actual stats on it and uh um like the stats like the stroke strokes gain stats are eerily similar between those two and so be interesting to see if uh sam burns starts going out and collecting jackets that aren't green then it's a definitely a fair comparison with <laughs> what do you want on your burger so but um with that let's jump into a quick break and we'll come back and uh, get our picks going for wells fargo Two putters, in case you forgot, Sunday is Mother's Day. If you haven't done your shopping yet, we have a solution for you. Mormon Clothers, Mason City and Ames. Justin is absolutely taking care of us and he took care of me personally. I gave him a call, a few ideas of what I wanted to get my wife for Mother's Day, and he walked me through it, sent it out, and I had it on my doorstep the next day. That service, the service we keep talking about with Mormon Clothers taking care of us and they can take care of you this Mother's Day as well. Jump online, mormonclothers.com, or hit up Justin at the AIM store, and he will definitely take care of you and get that sent out and maybe even get you taken care of here before Mother's Day. Again, Mormon Clothers, Mason City and Ames. Double up. Three or four times, I ain't telling no lies. I just run it up. Never let a hard time humble us. Double up. I ain't telling no lies, I just, yeah. 
ain't telling no lies, I just stop five, four, three, two, that's time, I got to you, that money, my dreams come true. Welcome back to Putters. It's time to line your pockets. Before we get into that, we got to rewind all the way back to the Zurich team event. Um, Steggy, do you have the picks and how things shook out for anybody that cares or remembers several weeks ago with the Zurich? Yeah, I mean, it was a decent week for us here. I uh, Lee went four and two, really close to going six and zero. Oh. Yep, four and two hit plus one point nine six units on the week. Hit Nor Norlander over Wallace McDowell. Hit Ustazen Swartzel over Grace HV three. Uh, I think both of those, uh, one of those was done before the weekend. Uh, he hit Gooch Homa top twenty, and then he hit Scheffler Watson top ten, but then missed Hovland Ventura top twenty, and they collapsed on Sunday, and oh. two stroke victory victory he missed as well but on the year now 40 and 42 and one for plus 16.16.24 units bc went one and two minus 0.72 units he had hoffman watney top 20 at plus 164 hit miss kokrak perez top 20 and miss scheffler watson top five that kokrak deal was an absolute meltdown they went they did they absolutely shit the bed coming home what are they five five over in the last five or something like that yeah i saw they had a double or two sprinkled in that last five hole stretch and they finished in 21st place i believe yep yeah because because all week i was like ah these guys are these guys are rolling and then when i pulled it up on sunday i'm like what the hell happened i don't know that two shot victory that i got beat on was a pretty tough beat yeah a little make a par make a par yeah you're right. Uh, and then the Scheffler Watson one for BC. They did not finish top five, but they finished top 10 for Lee. So just nearly missed there. But now 17 and 53 on the year for minus 35.48 units. And then myself, I, I hit a matchup of Peters Lewis over Rose Stenson. I hit Burns and Horschel top 20 for a little two unit play there. Uh, and then I hit Willett and Hatton for top Euro team, which was plus 275, reduced in half because they actually tied for that with Peters and Lewis, I believe. So I uh, missed Knox and Stewart top 20 and then missed Gooch and Homa for the win. But three and two for plus 1.92 units on the year 32 and 50 and two for minus 4.07 units. So we got Lee in the positive, me just below. Uh, even just below hold my head above water and then BC at minus 35 units. Right where I need to be. Feel good about it. All right. So Wells Fargo, Quail Hollow, um, friend of the program, defending champ, Max Homa, finally gets to defend uh, where he picked up his first victory. Quail Hollow, bombers, narrow, need to drive the ball, need to putt the ball. 7,600 yards, par 71. Um, so it'll be anxious. We have pretty, pretty decent field. Uh, this is not the normal spot for it. I believe that, uh, the Wells Fargo is usually earlier in the year. Um, I think they're actually going to go back to March next year from what it sounds like on the schedule. Although it feels like a pretty good place to play quail hollow here as, as we lead up to the PGA, but 
um with that we got to make some picks we got to make some predictions see what's going on and it all starts with that first round leader and lee who do you got starting us starting us off yeah this guy is starting to become my boy i think um i'm gonna go with sugar shane lowry 66 to one first round leader i just i like the guy like a little grinder he's definitely a grinder. not little not little but... he's not little He's like a big grinder. Big grinder. BG. He'll be in the mix. Tough course, he'll be in the mix. Uh, I'm going with a local guy. HV3, 70 to 1, first round leader, come out hot, fade late. HV3, all right. Um, I told you guys before we jumped on this last segment, I got a little bit of a theme going on my picks. Um, see if you guys can pick it up as we go along. But my first round leader... Um, my theme is going to be guys that start with M. And so my first round leader, 100 to 1, Maverick McNeely is going to be my first round leader. That's double M's. That's two that's points. That's M and M. So M's is a theme through these picks. All right, top 20 lock. Lee, who do you got? I feel like this is a auto top 20. Xander Shoffley, minus 136. What's his track record like uh, at Quail Hollow? Probably top 20 master. <laughs> He's just going to keep rolling off the top 20s. Yeah. I, I dig that. Uh, I'm going, you know, I, I took a little break here. Obviously, we didn't have the pod last week, but I took a little break with my, with my guy here. So my theme this week is going to my guys. Top 20 lock, Tony Finau, plus 110 like it all right uh sticking with the theme top 20 lock plus 175 defending champ max homa so max gonna come out max been playing pretty well when he plays well he plays well so max homo plus 175 top 20 lock sleeper sleeper lee who do you got and doing sleeper and flyer yeah yeah um talked about both these guys already i'm gonna go sleeper keegan bradley 70 to 1 playing well and uh i'm gonna go flyer charles schwartzel 150 to 1 guys that are just playing good golf good numbers gotta ride them while they're hot the point of regression is coming sometime soon for keegan i also think for max homa he's due to miss a cut here soon uh, sleeper and flyer sleeper pick little 70 to one fairway Jesus mm. Tommy Fleetwood and then I'm going down the list a little bit here for my flyer pick little 200 to one piece guy's been playing better here recently we were all all of us were all about him uh, back in season one Doc Redmond 200 to one okay all right. Um, sleeper pick, hundred to one. Matt Jones. Hmm. So Matt Jones, hundred to one sleeper pick. Sticking with the theme, my flyer pick, Staggy's boy, Matthew Neesmith at uh, plus one twenty-five on my flyer. I think that's your boy. You that's, like him. That's Claude's boy. That ain't my. I, boy. That's your boy, Staggy. I don't think. That's not my boy. But I'll take him this week because I needed another 
I needed another Matt in the lineup. So Matthew Neesmith plus one twenty-five. All right, who's going to be the winner on Sunday, Lee? Yeah, this is not going to be a popular pick, I do not believe. But I am going to go with Rory McIlroy, nineteen to one. Clearly, has not been playing well, but you need to be able to drive the ball well on this course. Maybe this is the week he gets it done. So I'm going to go Rory. 19 to 1. Hopefully he's still not chasing distance or else he's in trouble this week. Start the year of the roar again. Mm-hmm. We we no mention of Bryson so far. I yeah, I, I like I like him this week though. I ain't going down that road right now. Keeping the theme here. I said it's the week the return of my boys this week. Joaquin Neiman 35 to 1 breakout player of the year. He's gonna get his first win in a big time field here. Heading into uh, two weeks before Kiowa Island. All right. My winner. Starting with an M. 70 to 1. <laughs> Matt Wallace is going to come away victorious on Sunday. Wow. And, and just, wow. just be the leader of the M's um, this week at Quill Hall. So Matt Wallace, 70 to 1 to win. All right, Lee, LYP, what do you got? I got six picks this week. A couple matchups, top 20, top 30, and a couple nationality props. First matchup, taking Tony Finau versus Patrick Cantlay, minus 125. I like Finau this week. Cantlay hasn't been playing very well. Next one, I'm going to go... Vic Hovland versus Webb Simpson, minus 103. So the underdog here. Like it. Uh, next one, top 20. Jason's top 20 lock, Tony Finau, plus 110. Fourth pick, Sugar Shane, top 30, plus 138. I like that number. Back to the well here, top Canadian, Corey Connors, plus 100. I can't believe it's a plus number. He was a minus number last week, plus 100. I think there's one more more Canadian in the field here this week. Oh, that way? I think so. Makes sense. My last one, Brian's boy, Sung J.M., top Asian, plus 120. Saw that number. Six picks. Yeah. That's a good number there. There we go. Gonna gonna stay hot here. All right. I do have one that's the same as Lee. Mm, I can Uh, tell by your facial expression. So we'll just throw that one out of the way here. Lee obviously did a little bit more research before this because he got it at 103. Mm -hmm. It's now Hovland minus 109 versus Webb. So Slight little change, but I'm going one unit on that play. Vic minus 109 over Webb. I'm going with a top 10. Will Z plus 300. Zalatoris sticking with my boys. Zalatoris, Hovland, top 10 plus 300. Now, guy that's developing into my boy, but is definitely Lee's boy. Tom Lewis, top Englishman, plus 500. Mm. One unit. Now a two-unit play. 
Joaquin Neiman, minus 110 versus Patrick Reed. Okay. And then finally, wrap it up with my outright winner, Joaquin Neiman, 35 to 1, one unit. Wow. Riding high on Joaquin this week. He's going to do it. All right, Joaquin. Hopefully they have crummy hot dogs at Quail Hollow. He ain't make, it ain't going to a playoff, so he's not going to have time to have a little snack, pal. Oh, dude. All right, I'll see. Um, Simmer. All right, I got uh, just three picks, two units each. We're going two units on a one-stroke margin of victory at plus 225. We're going to go... Ride the Keegan train. Keegan Bradley, top 20, plus 250. And then my pick to win, the top Brit at plus 550, Matt Wallace. Top Brit. It's got to beat out Sugar Shane, Fairway Jesus, and the Year of the Roar. And he's got it locked in. So it's he's going for it. He's going for it. It's not going to be an easy one, but... Uh, Got to ride the with the M's and go Matt Wallace, top rip plus five fifty, and that should do it for LYP. Boom, make some money, boys. As always, we appreciate you guys listening, hanging on this long. Hopefully, you found something that you liked, um, or you want to go the exact opposite, hedge your bet, do whatever you got to do. We appreciate you listening. This is Iowa's number one golf podcast, and we'll catch you on the next tee. Turn seven to a fourteen, fourteen to a whole thing. Lord knows it's a cold game. Switched up on you hoes, man. Big body take both lanes. Backseat blowing propane.